This is a Cortez Currents news update. So we haven't had any solid numbers, but we're sure that because in speaking to the conservation officer as well, this is bear country. It's always been bear country. And the North Island is likely the most populated area of bears. They can travel very far in one day and they can even swim up to five miles at one time, especially in salt water. They do travel from island to island and they're likely year-round bears here. And fall of 2019, there was a bear sighted at around Blue Jay Lake. And then in April 2020, there was a black bear, and I'm speaking about black bears. There was a black bear sighted around Green Mountain. And since then, we've had these conflicts with two bears, one in Whaletown and one in Squirrel Cove. That was Autumn Barrett Morgan, a volunteer coordinator of the Friends of Cortez Island's Wildlife Coexistence Program. The Whaletown bear she mentioned was killed last summer. On November 28th, a conservation officer arrived on Cortez Island to kill the Squirrel Cove bear. The conservation officer was called by resident Squirrel Cove, and you know this resident was is was feeling very fearful and very scared. So the conservation officer has no choice but to bring a trap here. And once the bear is trapped, will be put down. Barrett Morgan explained what lie behind the human-bear friction in Squirrel Cove this month. In Squirrel Cove especially, those properties are backing right on to the salmon run. And that in the fall is a bear's number one food resource. At this time of year, a bear needs to get 20,000 calories a day. And we had a fairly good salmon return this year because of all the restoration efforts from the stream keepers. And there was evidence of the bear being down on the creek. And bears have the best nose on the planet. They can smell up to a kilometer away. And bears will eat anything they can get their paws on. So attractants even things that we don't necessarily consider attractants. We were shown this time all the variety of things that can attract bears. They're just trying to meet their quota of that 20,000 calories a day. And bears don't actually need on the coast to hibernate because we have a milder climate. And especially if they have consistent food supply, then they don't need to go into hibernations. Were the human-bear conflicts on Cortez Island, inevitable. This definitely didn't have to happen. The bears on the coast here, they have amazing year-round resources. In the spring, they will eat all sorts of roots and shoots from horsetails to skunk cabbage to sedges and grasses to nettles and dandelions. And in the summer, they have all their fruiting shrubs from the late spring salmon berries through the summer into the late summer blackberries and of course, eating grubs and insects, and they can scavenge on on other dead carrion and stuff, and different rodents even. And then in the fall, I'm just trying to give a scope of like the amount of natural food sources there are for bears on the coast here. And in the fall, you know, salmon runs are the number one food source for bears. And then they also do eat green leafy materials in the estuaries. And year-round, bears can feed in intertidal zones, and they, they'll eat even barnacles, they'll eat crabs, they'll eat mussels, they'll dig for clams. 
So they do have year-round sources here, and that's why it's such prime bear habitat. And unfortunately, because the bear was just following its nose because of its such strong smell, and then once it got rewarded with getting apples and getting fish fertilizer and getting compost and these kinds of things and bird feeders, that's when that's when it becomes a, a conflict because the bear will keep returning to a spot that knows it, it knows it can get food. The Friends of Cortez Island believe it's possible to coexist with predators and they already have a proven track record with wolves. Many years ago, there was folks on the island had running into with wolves and lost pets to wolves. And it was just, again, kind of an unawareness of the presence and how to coexist with these creatures. But then those conflicts really um, informed us on in how to move forward and how we can coexist with wolves. And 11 years later, we've, had, we've reduced conflicts so much so that I personally haven't heard of any in quite a long time. I haven't been on the island for um, all that long myself, but from what I'm understanding is it's been very effective. The guidelines are five points how on how to keep us safe, our pets safe, our livestock safe, and how to practice responsible plant and animal husbandry. It changes our idea of wolves too and, and kind of the fear associated with them because when we have those conflicts, it can be very overwhelming and frightening. And as we learn how to coexist and, and live with wolves, then it becomes more of a respect and respecting their space and thus re respecting our space. In response to this year's human bear conflicts, the Friends of Cortez Island have drawn up a five-point bear primer which is very similar to their existing program with wolves. The bear primer was written and posted in May 2020, so earlier this year, and it was edited by the senior provincial biologist, and it was also endorsed by the Conservation Office Service. So these are protocols that everywhere else in the province it has been undergoing because we all live in bear country here. Walk us through the five steps. Remove all attractants. Bears have the best nose on the planet. They'll eat anything they can get their paws on. And at this time of year, they need 20,000 calories a day. So they're just hungry bears and they're just going to go for whatever is close and whatever is easy and whatever is abundant. And on the note of not feeding other wildlife, especially in bear season or if there's bear activity in the neighborhood, then no bird feeders, period. Not even hummingbird feeders. They can be very attractive to bears. And also, they're very nutritious for bears. Like all those seeds and grains are, have high caloric intake. Bird feeders, as they say, become bear feeders. So in that case, you could consider planting native flowering plants and having bird baths instead. Keep yourself safe. So if you encounter a bear in the wild or caught on your property, do not run. Back up slowly. Speak in a low, loud, and calm voice. Give the bear space and do not make eye contact. If you're at home and you see the bear in your backyard, then just retreat into your house and observe what the bear is attracted to. And as soon as the bear leaves, remove all of those attractions and secure them all. And then, of course, proactively carry an air horn with you and bear spray as well. We're looking into some sort of workshops 
to have some hands-on training with the mock bear spray so we actually know how to use bear spray in the future getting creative too and keeping ourselves safe having bear spray is one thing but an air horns but bear bangers and even just having your radios on 24 7 like they're actually quite timid of, of humans and other animals so making our presence known with the radio can be effective too another way we can keep ourselves safe of course is contact our neighbors let them know you've seen a bear and have a neighborhood phone tree so that your whole neighborhood is proactive aware going into lockdown and supporting one another and doing so I think that's the most important thing you can do to keep us and our neighbors safe and then in keeping our pets safe just to leash dogs when we're out walking and just don't walk dogs in areas that have known bear activity moreover actually feeding pets inside because pet food can be very attractive to bears very high caloric value and then the fifth and final point on the primer is to practice good plant and animal husbandry there's no windfalls as soon as your fruit is ripe pick it store it preserve it can it right away electric fencing is the only fencing that keeps bears out they are very very good climbers that you know they climb trees they can climb over like pretty much anything they have very dexterous paws but their paws are also very sensitive and if they get a shock it almost takes them out of their instinct they're just going towards where their nose is following them and if they get shocked or have a bear bang or an air horn it kind of takes them out of that instinctual drive and it switches their, their trajectory and direction on that note too electric fence it doesn't have to be our whole property either it can just be a small section of it or even just around smoker just around your chicken coop even have just a small area where if you do have livestock when you know that the, a bear is around you can put them in that small area and foci has been investigating into securing some funds to assist residents and defraying some of the costs of the fencing and also in initiating some workshops for residents to identify what's appropriate equipment and the proper installation and maintenance techniques so these are ways that we're looking into supporting folks with electric fencing and we'll see as time goes on how that unfolds you've been listening to an interview with autumn barrett morgan a volunteer coordinator with the friends of cortez island about how we can coexist with wild bears.